the line in our scripture readings tonight that stood out for me as I was praying through the readings this week comes from the second reading. Paul just summing up just the whole arc of the plan of salvation. And Paul says, when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, that is the reality of the incarnation, born under the law, to ransom those under the law, that is by his passion and death and resurrection, so that we might receive adoption, that is in the outpouring of the gift of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, what we receive in baptism, so that we might no longer just be slaves, but sons with the Spirit crying out in our hearts, Abba, Father. It's the whole huge picture of salvation. And it's marvelous how Paul just captures all of that just in these few verses. But he begins by telling us all of this happened in the fullness of time, when the fullness of time had come. And it's a really beautiful line because it, what it captures is this whole idea, a kind of more organic, more agricultural in a sense, that, that the, the right time for all of this to happen and unfold wasn't according to a stopwatch or anything like that, but much more the way that a farmer would see that the moment is right, either for, for planting or for harvesting. It's something that escapes the precision that, that we might think about in terms of that, that Greek, you know, remember, you know the, the Greeks had different words for time, but it's something that escapes the precision of what the Greeks would refer to as chronos, like chronological time. That's a flat time. It's, it's measurable and it's linear, but it, it's not like the way that some people describe the other word for time, kairos, which is kind of, like a, it's a three-dimensional sense. It's, it, it is chronological time, it is space, but there's other things at work that make, as Paul says, that, that made it the right time, the, the fullness of time for when God would initiate and, and unfold this great work. And it's, it's a beautiful thing, and I, I guess I, I think about it too in light of like here we are on New Year's Day, and we make a big deal out of the start of this new civil year, and some of you are thinking about your resolutions or different things and, and how you'll make the most of this time. But the big thing is, is that for the Lord, his view of time is bigger than that. And Paul lets us know that. That everything that we're celebrating at Christmas began to unfold in the fullness of time. Just when, when from God's point of view, things were right. Well, Lord, what, what, what goes into that? There's no way that we could ever fully appreciate every single different piece that made it just the, the, the right, the opportune time. But he knew. Now, because of that, because this is God's approach to time, it means there's a lot of waiting. And so you th I think about throughout the Old Testament, all of the waiting that God's people did. How many times were there when it seemed like, Lord, this is the right time? You know, you think about when, 
the, the Assyrians invaded Israel and laid waste to the city of Jerusalem. Like, and you, I can imagine them saying, like, Lord, this would be a really good time to come and save us. Or when the Babylonians came in. Um, I mean, how many times were they were conquered? When the Romans first came in. There were all of these different moments when in the heart of, of the Israelites, they could very easily say, Lord, this looks like it is the right time. But the Lord sees a bigger picture. So there's a lot of waiting. Now, on this eighth day, we celebrate the, this great solemnity of the motherhood of the Blessed Virgin Mary, uh, that beautiful title, which is true of her, that she is mother of God. And with this whole idea of waiting, certainly Mary participated in that waiting. And as a mother, did so in an even deeper way. Moms, you, you, you know how to wait, or at least what it's like to wait with, with, the, with your children. Um, their birth, although the doctors might say, like, we think it's gonna be like around this day, you, you all know that it's not something that, that happens according to anyone else's fixed schedule. It's just when, when your body knows that it's right and there are things at, at, at play that make it the right moment. And I think about, for, for Mary, her, her participating in that, that great waiting, uh, first just in the big picture of waiting for the Savior, but then this moment when the angel Gabriel comes, unexpectedly, she, that, that was not according to her timeline, but then her waiting over those nine months for the birth of her son, and then all of the other times that, that Mary waited on God's time, not her time. And that, that's, the, that's the whole thing with when, when Paul says, in the fullness of time, it's when he knew the time was right, not when we thought it was right. And Mary shared in that, not just in those months waiting for the birth of the Lord Jesus, but then also I think about when they fled to Egypt. Lord, when? When will we be able to go back home? And the Lord doesn't give them a really specific timeline, but when, when the time is right, then. And then I think about all of those years when Jesus is growing up in Nazareth, what we often refer to as the hidden years. We, we know what happened when he was 12, when he was lost in the temple and left behind in Jerusalem, that's about the one only thing we know until he's 30. But over all of those years, Mary knows who her son is. She received the message from the angel. It, she, it's not as though she's unaware. So she's waiting. But when? when? When will the moment come when he's going to leave home? When will he begin this work that the angel Gabriel told me that he was going to come to begin. What was that like for Mary? Waiting on God's timing. How often maybe might there have been a temptation to think like, well, this seems like a really good time. Um, whatever that may have looked like. But all of this waiting that our Blessed Mother did uh, in, in her life as his mother. And then I think especially the waiting after he's taken down from the cross and his body's placed in the tomb, 
She doesn't know how long it will be. Certainly, like we, we speak about our Blessed Mother as Our Lady of Hope, because even at the cross, she knew that God wasn't done, and yet she doesn't have a timeline. She's waiting. So there's all of this waiting that, that our Blessed Mother does. But the, the, the main thing I, I, that I want you to just kind of focus your, your heart on is she's waiting according to his timing. And that's the way it is with the Lord. We, we can't force it. We can't make it happen. We, we cannot somehow kind of like get God to move beyond what, what he has mapped out, even though very often we would like that. And so um, as we celebrate her motherhood today, I guess it's just that dimension of, of what it was like for her in all of those different ways to wait according to God's timing, the fullness of time. Like what, in the Gospel of John, uh, Jesus speaks of, of, that, of that waiting for that moment as waiting for the hour, for, for his hour to come. So all of that as, as just, a, I guess, a little bit of a reflection for this feast of Mary, Mother of God that happens just the way the church's calendar goes to fall every year on New Year's Day. But for you, um, what are you waiting for? Um, at the beginning of the civil year, because we attach a certain significance to it, it can often be a time when we look ahead at, at, at the year and maybe you are one of those people that set goals for yourself and there are things that you, you, you want to have happen and a lot of that we can get folded into our relationship with the Lord. So with all of that, just some of those things that we can learn from Mary in terms of her waiting that we can apply back to our own life. Um, the good things that you are waiting for God to do in your life, and as I say that, you, you know what those are for you. There, there are things that you're waiting on the Lord for. So remember, we, we wait according to his timing, not ours. And so maybe some of you have been waiting for something for a while, whatever it might be from the Lord, waiting for him to act in this situation or waiting for that relationship to get healed or waiting for that part of your vocation to open up like Lord I I wish I knew more clearly what you're asking of me or I I feel called to marriage but some of you have been waiting and maybe you've lost a, a little bit of hope in the Lord maybe you've grown frustrated so to you on this feast day today let's pray for you that the Lord will renew your faith and trust in him. Um, some of you are working in a way where you're trying to force God's hand. Um, we have to be really careful with that, um, that, we don't, that we don't run ahead of the Lord. But maybe some of you, uh, coming out of 2022 and now into 23, maybe some of you are, are anxious and you're like the dog on the leash that's just trying to run way, way ahead. And you're trying to get God to move in a direction that you think's the right one. But we need to be careful with that. And so remember, we, we don't and we can't force God's hand that way. And then another thing we need to remember, the waiting, the Lord is at work in that. And not everything always happens at once. And that's another important thing to remember. 
that the way that God made us, we need time to, to grow and for our hearts to, to be made more open and ready for how His grace is gonna be at work. And so, even at that level of just New Year's resolutions, we all know that, that any real good resolutions, you, you don't go from zero to 60 immediately. If you're looking to pray more, you, you don't start today immediately with a prayer life that looks like Mother Teresa. You, you, you start with a couple minutes a day and you, you grow from there, but it happens organically. But, but there's patience that's needed in that. And then finally, just one, one last part of all of this is, is that remember God is at work as we're, as we're waiting even when we don't see it and even when we don't perceive what he's doing. He loves you and he wants good things for you. But the unfolding of those good things comes not, a, a, come not according to that, that kind of chronos time, like Lord, at this point it should have happened, but, but more that kairos time, when he knows that it's right. So our blessed mother knew this and shared in it deeply with a mother's heart. But let's ask her to pray and intercede for us that as we start this new year and as we continue our Christmas celebrations, that, that with God's help, we'll, we'll do a better job with that, that waiting that she teaches us uh, in a way that, that gives the Lord the room to work that allows him to do the good things in our life that he longs and wants to do for us.